Are we seeing the best T-Birds rookie class in the last decade? We'll break down how the first third of the season compares to other years for Seattle rookies. And we'll hear from the top scoring rookie this season, leading the way for the T-Birds youngsters. Plus, we recap games from the past week, look ahead to the final games before the holiday break, read texts from you, the fans, and much more. It's all ahead on another episode. T-Birds fans, let's fly. You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. Welcome back to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. So glad to have you joining us again, episode five of the podcast. We're halfway to double digits. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in, wherever you're listening, wherever you're, whatever you're listening on, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. Thank you so much. Make sure to, to drop a follow, leave a comment, a rating. Uh, love to hear about how you think the show's going and, and just what you're excited for and, and how you feel like the year is going. Hope you all had an awesome Thanksgiving. Feels like it was so long ago, but uh, about two weeks ago now, Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time with family, whether you're kicking back and watching some football or uh, just stuffing your face of turkey and mashed potatoes or uh, maybe getting outside and throwing the pigskin around a little bit. However you celebrate Thanksgiving, hope it was an awesome time for you, family, friends. And now here we are. Full Christmas, full holiday mode. Seven games left for the T-Birds before the holiday Christmas break. We're in the final stretch of 2023. What a year it has been for the Seattle Thunderbirds. I'm excited a couple uh, episodes from now. We're going to break down the entire year and just the incredible 2023, 365 days it was for the Seattle Thunderbirds. But I'm so excited. I love Christmas time. I uh, got the, the the lights on the house. Shout out to my father-in-law for helping me not fall off the roof and keeping me safe and, and getting those lights up on the house this year. The tree is up. Uh, the, the house smells like Christmas cookies all the time now. Um, music always playing. We've been, we've been playing Christmas music. We're a, we're a Christmas music and um, Christmas decorations like the day after Halloween ends. Um, so if that's you, great. If that's not you, that's okay too. But we are here, a uh, couple of episodes left here in 2023, and then it'll be 2024, and we'll be staring down the final three months of hockey before we get into playoffs. A reminder, thank you to everyone who's texted the show. Thanks to everyone who's reached out. You can text or call the show, 253-656-6618. Uh, last week, we put it out there, wanted to know who you wanted to hear from next. And I want to share this text because it is going to help us get into today's episode and get things rolling. Got a text that said, can you interview Boucher? That's Owen Boucher next. It'd be nice to get to know a new player. I did not interview Owen Boucher this time, but I love the idea. Uh, really exciting player out on the ice. Uh, lots of newcomers that have contributed, but I took the it would be nice to get to know a new player to heart. 
Next two episodes will be brand new T-Birds from this season. Um, and so we are going to kick things off with an interview. We're going to be talking a little bit about the future today. I'm excited for this season, uh, where things are going, what, what the T-Birds have going on. We'll break down some of the most recent games here in a little while and talk about what's coming up. But really want to focus on the future today. We've had some a nice start to the season for the Seattle Thunderbirds rookie class. And I had a chance to sit down with the top performing rookie on the Seattle Thunderbirds as of right now, who also happens to lead the T-Birds in goal scoring. 10 goals, 5 assists, 15 points on the season. Third most points on the team. That is as of 11.30, so a couple of days ago. And I believe he contributed this weekend as well. Got an assist. He's up to 16 points now. He's drafted by Seattle in the 2022 WHL draft in the fourth round from Edmonton, Alberta. This is my conversation with T-Birds. Top rookie so far this season, right wing number 89, Antonio Martirana. Take a listen. All righty, T-Birds fans, back here. Got an exciting interview coming up, getting to sit down with uh, T-Birds rookie number 89, Antonio Martirana. Antonio, how's it going, my man? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking a few minutes to join us. Sounds like you guys have had a busy week of preparation and getting some practices in uh, ahead of uh, ahead of Teddy Bear Toss weekend. Yeah, it was a long week of preparation, just getting ready for Saturday's game. You know, we just we played uh, Kelowna, whatever, a week ago, and they're the same opponents. So um, it was a lot of practice and just preparation, knowing what Kelowna is going to do to us and how we're going to fight back to that. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, uh, I've been excited to get to talk with you. You and I got to talk after a, a game here recently, uh, but I know a lot of fans out there are excited to get to know Antonio a little more. Uh, we, we are recording this. Uh, it is Friday, December 1st, and as of today, Antonio, rookie Antonio Martirana, T-Bird's leading goal scorer with 10 goals on the season. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think anybody saw this coming in, and uh, and pro- probably should have. Uh, you know, bad on us for for underestimating uh, T-Bird's fourth round pick from a couple of years ago. But just tell us what's what's been the transition into the first year into the WHL been like for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely a huge transition from uh, hopping leagues there to sort of a like more of a development league to now just a high competitive league. So the transition was. Uh, at the start, pretty tough. I'm just trying to adapt to all of our systems from uh, my old my old team systems to the Thunderbird systems, and I think I've adapted pretty well. And just the transition of uh, speed and just the battle out there is just it, it's been huge. But uh, adapting pretty well now, so pretty happy about that. Yeah, speed. Uh, you know, a lot more strength in the league. You're playing yeah. against some bigger dudes, yeah, especially on the blue sure. line. You get some. Some pretty big guys out there that are hitting the weight room several yeah. times a day. So, yeah, for sure. So, coming to a team like Seattle, you know, won a championship last year, mm-hmm. a bit of a transition year now, and and uh, got a chance to talk with some of your teammates over the last few weeks, and a lot of people saying, oh, a lot of probably under expectations or people over uh, underestimating Seattle this year. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of pressure coming in? 
because of the team and because of the history and the culture and what's happened last year or because or because it was such a brand new team and so many different players coming in was it more just about guys finding their way early on uh well yeah of course there's there was a lot of pressure i mean uh we we didn't want to change much like we knew that uh we're all these players are moving up and stuff but uh after all we all have the same core we have all the same beliefs and we all have the same ideas what we want to do at the the end of the year in playoffs and uh definitely a lot of pressure but we we like that and uh we don't like to be underestimated that's for sure so i think uh i think we had we kept all the same beliefs and uh we're just gonna keep pushing for it and uh try to try to get the end goal which is the whl championship again that's exciting had some big wins so far this year uh Mm -hmm. and a couple of up and down moments but feel like you guys are starting to to figure things out work together always going to be a tough time going through that transition but but Mm -hmm. you really seem to have have those moments where you've really figured things out and and you know big 2-0 win at home keeping uh Kelowna shut out last week um Mm -hmm. we've got some big games coming up and uh you guys feel like you're meshing a little bit more as the season goes on yeah, exactly. I mean, I think everyone's trying to figure out what their role is. And once we kind of we figure that out, I mean, if everyone can put their role into the game, I think we have a really good chance of winning most of our games. So, um, yeah, I think I think we've uh, meshed really well together. I think we're starting to bond really good as a team and we're just we're just having a lot of fun. So I think uh, good things ahead for sure. Well, I like to hear that in the in a year where teams already lost more games at this point when they have in maybe last year it's good Mm -hmm. to hear that like there's still fun going on you're still enjoying it because ultimately like if you guys aren't having fun it's gonna um it's gonna make it a lot tougher to go out there and compete on a a nightly basis so yeah exactly what would you say you know now 15 16 17 18 games into your first season what is the hardest part about playing hockey at this level it, you, there's a lot of vocal T-Birds fans on game nights, and I don't think maybe all of us realize the physical intensity and everything that goes into playing hockey at the WHL level. What what would you say is the hardest part about it? Yeah, you're exactly right about the the physicality and stuff, and how like every player out there wants to get to the next level, pretty much, right? So, you know, you know every. Every night that team is going to, especially since we're the WHL championship, like Rain, um, they definitely, like, they don't lay down for us. They they bring everything that they can that night. And they see us on the schedule, and they, they put a star next to it. They want to beat us, right? So I think definitely the hardest part is just, just coming to play every night to our full standard, knowing that these teams are going to, they're going to come hard at us, right? So uh, that was a difficult part at the start for me is just, like the the physicality, especially me being a smaller player, but I think uh, I think uh, I've adapted pretty well to it, and uh, I can protect myself out there pretty well. So I think uh, I think that's got a lot better. But that was uh, one of the difficult part for me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a history kind of within this organization, especially in the last probably 10 years or so we've, we've definitely seen it in the last 10 years, but some points in the past as well. 
Um, but you know, the T- the T Birds would have some time. You know, have these seasons where you know, all of these rookies come in uh, with guys like Matt Barzell and Keegan Colasar and Scott Enzer, and and you'd have a group that would all come together. They'd all be rookies. They'd mm-hmm. you know have some tough games, but they'd learn how to play together, and then they go on this run. And same thing happened a couple of years ago. Now you got guys like Kevin Korchinski playing in the next level. Um, uh, guys like Lucas Siona and and. Uh, couple, you know, other players from the past few years, they meshed together and then went on this run. Is there a feeling with how many rookies are starting to contribute at, for your guys? You know, I think it's out of the top 10 scorers on the team, six of them are rookies or playing in their first full season. You know, are you guys starting to feel that like, oh, yeah, we're, we're building something here where we've got visions. It might not come to fruition this year, but we know what we can be over the next two, three years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, definitely exciting times ahead for sure. I mean, those are some really big names that you listed off that uh, all had like amazing rookie years and then they just kept going and kept going and then eventually they made it that far and this this team won it all, right? So definitely, definitely uh, good times ahead and I'm super excited for our group. I think we have an awesome rookie core and um, I want to give to the vets too. I mean, they, they help us so much and that's one huge part. They're all such such great teammates, and our coaches help us all. They're always looking for us to uh, learn and get better and stuff like that. So if uh, we can keep that up, I think uh, we have a really good core. I think uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great chance in a couple of years. I mean, some people call this a, a rebuild year, whatever that means, but uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're looking at it like that. So that's exciting to hear. Absolutely, rookies are having a big part on this team. But you're right want to give credit to the veteran presence and and some of the guys who've stepped up and helped transition from the exciting year that was last year into all right what's next let's let's go if if you were to pick out maybe one or two players on the team that that have been part of things and have that experience you know you coming in in your rookie year like who's the guy or who's one of the guys that hey when they talk like we're 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 dialed in we're listening or, or when they're when they're dialed in we know it's we got to we got to show up and do the same um i i think i'd have to for sure afford it would be sam popovich i mean he's been he's been really huge for me uh i built it with him for a little bit at the start so he was just always being a big mentor to me and uh he, always talking up in the room for sure like if after intermissions or whatever we're always just kind of going over what we can do and what we're going to do ahead of time and same with hansel i mean he's been he's been awesome too he's my roommate this year and uh He's just been really showing me the showing me the ways around the league and what I I should expect, right? So, but I don't just want to pinpoint two guys. I mean, it's it's our whole core from here last year, like Minio and Dunn and stuff like that. Even those those guys too, the sort of younger guys, uh, younger vets that uh, show us the way and are are great leaders. So I just just everybody for sure. Yeah, lots of. I mean, you listed some guys there, and whether they were a big contributor last year or or kind of finding their way like you are this year, like that, they all got to raise a cup last year, and that's that's the ultimate goal. So you know, those are guys you want to dial in on for sure. Exactly, and obviously our captain too. Uh, he's yeah. he's awesome. So he's he's a great captain. So just everybody, but Joe Joe is a Joe is a really good guy. Very cool. So we talked a little bit about you and the team and, and, and transitioning here into the league. I want to take a step back and go back maybe like 10 years. So kid growing up, 
in, in Edmonton and Alberta and obviously big hockey culture. Uh, you come down to a place like Seattle where it's, it's kind of taken off in the last, you know, always been a, a, a hockey, had some hockey background and culture, but really taken off here. But what was the dream for you growing up? You know, like where you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting drafted. I'm going to WHL. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm headed to the NHL. Like what, what was the dream? What was the vision, you know, growing up, getting up early, going to hockey practice? You know, I, uh, obviously my dream was to, to get to the NHL some way, and I didn't fully know um, when I was younger how to get there. But uh, I I grew up actually watching the Oil Kings a lot because since we were in Edmonton, I just loved going to those games. And, like, with my school, we'd always be auctioning off those free tickets and uh, to the Oil Kings game. And my teachers knew that uh, I loved watching hockey and I loved going to those games. So they would they would slide me the free ticket or whatever and then auction off the other one, right? So I always grew up actually watching Oil Kings and I was just amazed really like how cool that would be. And that was always actually my goal to get to the WHL to help me get to the NHL, right? So, and uh, yeah, so all along I've always wanted to play in the WHL and uh, I just landed in an awesome spot, which I'm super happy about and uh yeah so definitely definitely get to the nhl but that was my dream but i've always wanted to go whl route uh, that's that's cool to hear and now here you are and <clears throat> lots of opportunities and um so many things heading in the right direction to start your career again i, I mentioned this at the start but you know 10 goals five assists 15 points third most um on the team uh about 17 18 games here into the season uh it's got to feel good like you're 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 doing what you're supposed to do at this point and now you know there's nowhere to go but up and keep growing and keep keep learning 100 percent, yeah for sure i'm uh, i struggled a bit finding my role at the start and then once i could kind of feel confident in my in myself and feel confident with the puck i think uh i found my role so i'll just uh have to keep that going for sure and keep uh trying to do whatever I can to help this team win. Very cool. Well, I've got, I've got a couple more questions here. I want to know, and I want uh, people listening and our fans to know a little bit more about Antonio, the person as well. Do you have any superstitions or things that you are just like, like on game day, this doesn't change. I do this. I'm, I'm so dialed in and focused in this way. Like, do you have anything that you're just like, I cannot play a game unless I, I do something this way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people have this, but putting on all my all my left gear before my right, so left skate before my right skate. But one big thing is um, usually wherever we are, even here, um, after like we get there and I change into my uh, warm up clothes or whatever, I'll, I'll go to the bench and tape my two sticks, warm up stick, and then my game stick on the bench, and just to kind of like just get uh, some alone time, right? Usually on the bench and just kind of focus in on what I have to do and then I just kind of sit on the bench and just look at the ice and just think to myself what I can what I have to do tonight and how I'm going to help this team win so that, that that's definitely a superstition for me and then uh, always just eating pasta and chicken before too that that's my favorite but Austin yeah, chicken just, just a little yeah just a little little things like that all right. So it, it's, it's a little super superstitious, but, but it's also like preparation focused. It's the visualization exactly. of what the game is going to be and, 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 uh, and getting your, getting the right stuff into your body to make sure you get the energy and, and the, the stuff to, to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So when you are not on the ice, 
when you're not practicing, when you're not games or getting ready for a game, how do you, how do you like to spend your time? Um, I love golfing. I mean, golfing is always a huge thing for me in the summer where training and then we go play nine holes at night or whatever that is and however that looks so i love golf i mean there's the top golf here that we uh, all the boys like to have our day off there and go off some fun have some competition right that always is a a thing and uh yeah so golf golf is huge for sure and then just kind of exploring the city a bit i mean i haven't fully got to like go down to seattle i mean at the start i went to some mariners games or got to see climate pledge but definitely just kind of seeing what seattle uh like all the little things like going down to whatever it is downtown and stuff like that so i, I like to explore all right cool uh the, the golf thing i i hear that a lot from from some of the players i think you guys got a couple of decent foursomes on yeah. the on the team this year yeah. but uh any uh is it is it hard to go from the hockey swing to the golf swing and then back like it I, I feel like baseball players deal with that all the time like oh I can't it's it like my golf swing just looks funny because I'm trying to swing like a baseball bat Do, is the same thing with with hockey oh uh, yeah I can I can kind of I can kind of see that but actually I don't I don't find it. it's pretty uh, similar to me actually I mean it's kind of sort of like a slap shot so that's why my driver is usually the best of my golf game but <laughs> otherwise I mean and it is it's kind of the most similar to hockey to me in in some spots so i'm i'm all right at golf but uh yeah i don't think it's it's too much of a difference to me but uh for some people it can be i mean some people it can hold their their golf club like this or whatever from their shaft yeah. kind of like a hockey stick so do the do the happy gilmore thing just yeah the, exactly yeah. Very cool. Ball putting or whatever yes. that is, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right, I got two final questions. One of them is a little more Here. fun. One of them is more serious. We've talked about this before. There is a pending, there's a now a new pending wager to change your goal song. And I, I just to give everybody context, I, I think a lot of people out there know what it is. Uh, Antonio's goal song is Love Story by Taylor Swift, which was that picked by you or, or did one of the vets pick that for you or how'd that, how'd that go down? Well, we just kind of got off the ice and I was just going to go on for extra skills after and he was coming around and I didn't, we, uh, we can't have our phones in the dressing room, whatever that is. So, um, I didn't have much time to pick and everyone, my buddy uh, next to me was just yelling love story. I mean, I couldn't think of anything, so I just put it down. So. So I mean, it was sort of, sort of too, but yeah, Kaz and Matthew. So that, okay. that was pretty fun. Okay. So then, yeah. But, so we we I talked mean, after a game, and you we were like, all right, well, we we might change it if we get some. And and then you were like, well, I'm doing good, so I don't know if I want to. Yeah. I don't know if I want to mess yeah. with it now. But as I understand, there's a new wager that if you score the teddy bear toss goal this weekend that, that yeah. you could you could change it and and i think you you put out shout by the isley brothers is what you yeah. want to change it to so yeah. so uh lots of lots of competition going into teddy bear toss game here for who's who's going to get the big goal this year yeah for sure i mean i think i think uh it's all going to be really fun when we can uh kind of figure out who's going to score that goal but uh, i think there is definitely some competition going and i i do want to get that so i can get the shout brother but uh <laughs> shout from isley brothers but I mean, it, it'll be fun to see who it is and whoever it is. It's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great weekend. Where this this episode will come out after we've we've had Teddy Bear Toss weekend, but still a, oh, wow. a great weekend nonetheless. Yeah, um, exactly. 
So I want to end with this, uh, kind of as we wrap up our time together here. You've got the team goals. You say if we look now, it's it's December. If we look six months, five months into the future, that obviously the team goal is always go for the cup. And and you guys have you set the goals for the year and and always moving towards in that direction. For you as a person and as a as a player in your rookie season, if you could look four or five months into the future, what would be the ideal, like where, where do you want to be? Where do you want to have finished the year? What, what would be the goal to cap off your rookie season for you as a player? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, obviously the, the biggest part for uh, me is to get to the playoffs and to strive in the playoffs. Right. So, but as like a personal goal, I mean, I'm just trying to, just trying to like, uh, like pull out my, show my role as much as I can. So like, whatever that is, scoring. I'm just gonna try score as many goals as I can. Obviously, um, try to go to. Uh, that'd be pretty cool if I got to Patrick Marlowe's record, which would be an awesome goal for me. So I would try to try to get around that thirty-ish or whatever that is. But to me, I'm not, I'm not looking at any of that. I'm just trying to trying to go out there and do whatever I can to help the team and score score goals at uh at good times. So. Uh, not looking at any records or anything like that, so I'm just trying to trying to help the team however I can and adapt to the WHL style and to the to the game. So, yeah, some like exciting opportunities for you this year. Um, we won't hold you to any records or, or reaching Patrick Marlowe status, but that's that's an exciting thing to kind of have in the peripheral of like so many great players coming through this organization, getting to watch you know Patrick's jersey retired couple of uh, weeks ago at the at the retirement ceremony and knowing that like that's the legacy that this club has and some of the players have had and the opportunity is there in front of you and it's it's just a matter of of continuing to work and develop and grow and and then go take it so exactly yeah very cool well uh, uh antonio so great to get to talk with you for a few minutes here and uh really excited about uh the the future of this team and that you're a part of it and that you're contributing and uh can't wait to see how the second half of the season goes and, and how your career we, I would say on behalf of all Seattle Thunderbirds fans, it's been exciting to watch you here in the first couple of months and uh, even more exciting to think about getting to watch you for a couple of years here and, and the future ahead for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Very cool. Thank you, Antonio. So there you have it. T-Birds number 89, Antonio Martirana. man, It is going to be fun to watch this kid play for the next couple of years. And I started looking at T-Bird's rookies as a whole and and looking at the statistics and looking at the history history, and looking at the past and, and what's going on here. And there's a lot to be excited about for this team. I think that they can still continue to compete. It's great to hear that from Antonio. Uh, also had a chance to talk with uh, Luca Hoff this week. You're going to hear an interview from him in the next episode. Uh, but they are—they all believe that this team can still compete and can still go after a title and can still go after a playoff run this year. But when you look at what is going to happen over the next couple of years, it is hard to not be excited about who's on this team, who will continue to contribute, and, and what they can build together over the next couple of years. But... That was Antonio Martirana. Uh, Spoiler alert, we'll get to the game recaps here in a little while. 
He did not have the teddy bear toss goal. So we will continue to roll with Love Story as his goal song because he's still contributing to this team and still uh, getting on the score sheet. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes and we'll see if he's able to. Actually, I was I was looking at it. I think um, I think it's one of the other rookies. I think it's Simon Loveson who has uh, Shout by the Isley Brothers as his goal song. So might have to have a rookie versus rookie competition to to duke it out for for that goal song. Uh, but for right now, the the goal stop the Taylor Swift song stays. And uh, when you got ten goals and uh, six assists for sixteen points on the season, uh, twenty two, twenty three games into the season, no harm in not changing what's working at this point. So, want to take this chance to get into the rookie performances on the season. 2023-2024 is turning out into a, into a breakout year for the rookies. And what kept coming back into my head as I was putting all this together was, here we go again. You look back at the history, the last 10 years of this team, and the cycles they've gone through, it's a familiar picture. You brought some rookies on <clears throat> last year. And then really solid rookie performances from a couple of rookies last year, which we'll get into here in a, again in a second. But the the wave of rookies contributing, finding their feet, getting the opportunities to play because maybe the team's in that transition period where they can still be successful, they can still go to the playoffs, they can still make a run in the first and the second round and and see how things go. And if you look at the Western Conference right now, which we're not going to get into standings watch quite yet. We'll get into standings watch probably in a couple starting in a couple of weeks where we start looking standings week by week, but the team is the the Western Conference is still a little bit open. You got Prince George who's competing. Portland's kind of fallen off a little bit. They've they're uh they're they're not perfect. Over their last stretch, they're not destroying teams like I think some of some of us thought they would be this dominant force in the Western Conference. The Western Conference still has some fluidity. T-Birds picked up wins against Wenatchee to begin the season. Wenatchee is currently the second best team in the Western Conference. So I think there are going to be some opportunities there, some ups some downs. It's, you know. Trust the future and sum up some downs. I think these are slogans you could use to describe 2023, 2024, but still a lot of exciting things to look ahead to this year. But let's talk about rookies. So some of the, I want to start throwing out some stuff here. Four of the top 11 on the team in goals and points this season are playing in their rookie season. And through 22 games... 44 points put up by the rookies this year. So let's break them down. The The top four here, Antonio Martirana, 10 goals, six assists, 16 points. Braden Coots, T-Bird's first round pick from a couple of years ago, from two years ago. Four goals, four assists, eight points. He missed some time. He was, uh, <clears throat> he was playing, uh, playing in the, uh, the U17 challenge. So he's played less games at this point than some of the other rookies, but four goals, four assists, eight points. Kasdan Matthews, five goals, one assist for six points. And Simon Loveson, three goals, three assists, six points. 
Again, 44 points by all rookies. They're averaging two points per game. The rookies are. And in those 22 games, 23 goals scored by rookies. That's a 1.04 goals per game average. Let's compare that number. So put that in your head. 1.04 goals per game so far through the, through the first 22 games. That's a third of the season. We would call that a trend. It's not the exact number. We're not going to end the season at 1.04. But that's the trend line. That's the direction that they're heading with the minutes that they've gotten and the opportunities that they've taken advantage of. Let's compare that with the last decade. Let's look back the last 10 years, all the way to 2013. And I'm going to go back to 2013 because I want to start here. Because 2013 was a fun rookie class. So 23 goals on the season so far, a third of the way. That would project in a full 68-game season. Make sure I get my math right here before I share it publicly. 70 goals. I'm not going to spoil, I'm not going to spoil the big reveal, but just remember that. 23 goals, 1.04 goals per game on pace for 70 goals. So let's go back starting in 2013. I'm going to give you a couple of top performing rookies for each year. And I'm going to give you the totals for that year. Top performing rookies in 2023. That was Matthew Barzell, Ryan Gropp, and Ethan Bear. It's a pretty good rookie class. The rookies that year finished with 46 goals and a .63 goals per game average. So let's go to 2014. Rookie class of Donovan Niles, Nolan Vulcan, Lane Peterson, and Alexander True. Also a very good, the the two years right there. That's a, that you built a championship roster with that. Contributors that won a WHL title. Rookie classes in 2013 and 2014. 43 goals for rookies that year, 0.59 goals per game. 2015, you added a couple of more pieces that assisted and contributed to a championship year in Matthew Wedman and Jarrett Tischka. 16 goals by rookies that year for a 0.22 goals per game average. We're going down now a little bit. We started at 0.63. We went to 0.59. 2015, 0.22. Jump back up a little bit in 2016, 43 goals for a 0.59 goals per game average. Sami Moylanen, Elijah Brown, Zach Andrusiak, Luke Ormsby. The goals per game average here is half of what we've seen from the Seattle team. Those are players that played in 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 a championship season, contributed in a championship season those last four years, primarily 2015, 2014, and 2013. Because the Tebers won the championship 2016, 2017, 
So that same year, you you got 43 goals from your rookies, but you were getting high-level performance from the veterans who were good in their rookie seasons as well. But you're still at half of what we're seeing this season. And that comes in those transition seasons. We're going to see that again here in a second. 2017, 36 goals on .5 goals per game. Dylan Hamilick, Jake Lee, and Nikita Malukin. We'll just keep things rolling here. 22 goals in 2018. The second fewest in that span. .32 goals per game. Simon Kubicek, Peyton Mount, Tyrell Brower, Jared Davidson. You go back and look at Jared Davidson's rookie season. He wasn't tearing it up. But you had so many of these high caliber players in these championship seasons, the year after the championship season, you know, 2018, 2019, um, 2017, 2018, you were still featuring Donovan Niles, Nolan Vulcan, Scott Enzer, Matthew Wedman eventually was traded, but, um, but you still had some high performing players. So you had rookies that were breaking into the league, but not maybe getting a ton of minutes or opportunities. Okay. 2019, 41 goals. We jump back up a bit. An increase over the previous two years. 0.6 goals per game. Connor Roulette, Matthew Rempe, Lucas Siona. We're going to count out 2020. 2020, bit of a wash year. The numbers don't line up because of how things had gone during the COVID season. Okay, now here's where it gets exciting. Because you had a little bit of a holdover in the 2019 season into the 2020 season, what you were acquiring, what was coming in. And the 2021 season, the number shoots way up. And I think COVID's a contributing factor to this because you had players who got some time under their belt before they were considered a true rookie. But 2021, 87 goals, 1.27 goals per game from rookies. And that was the year that we really got introduced to Reed Schaefer, Jordan Gustafson, Kevin Korczynski, and Nico Majadovic. You won the championship on the back of guys who had a breakout season, 2021, 2022. T-Birds ride rookie performances all the way to a WHL final that nobody really projected them to reach. And then in 2022, 56 goals, 0.82 goals per game. Grayson Souchen, Tijaginla, Bryce Pickford. So it is hard not to look at 23 goals in 22 games on pace for 70 goals which would be the second most in the last decade, would outperform Matt Barzell's rookie class, would outperform Donovan Niles and Nolan Vulcan's rookie class, would outperform Connor Roulette, Lucas Siona's rookie class, would outperform Grayson Souchen, Tija Ginla's rookie class, and not think, here we go again. Now, 
Antonio Martirana, Braden Coots, Kazda Matthews, Simon Loveson. Those guys are getting minutes that some of these rookies did not get. These rookie classes they did not get. Grayson Souchin, Tiege again, LeBryce Pickford, all solid players. But it was hard to crack the ice. It was hard to get in the top three lines, the top defensive pairing with a roster like you had in 2022, 2023. 2016, 2017, Dylan Hamilluk, Jake Lee, Nikita Malukin, 36 goals. It was hard to get in the top part of the roster that featured Matt Barzell, Keegan Colasar, Nolan Vulcan, Scott Enzer, Ryan Gropp. Same the year before, 43 goals in 2016. Sammy Moylanin, Elijah Brown, Zach Andrusiak, Luke Ormsby, all contributors, but it's hard to get those top line minutes. <clears throat> we are seeing Antonio Martirana in the top two lines. We are seeing Braden Coots on the second line. Kazda Matthews playing on the third line. They're getting minutes that some of these players didn't have the opportunity, but it's important to recognize they're taking advantage of those opportunities. And there's a good chance that they can continue to take advantage of those from what we've seen. I fully believe that we have not seen a peak performance yet from Braden Coots. I don't think we've seen peak Antonio Martirana yet. I think Kasdan Matthews, his five goals have come in three games. He scored twice in two games. It reminds me of a Niko Majadovic who could score multiple goals in multiple games. It kind of came out of nowhere when he did it. So there's going to be lots of opportunities for these rookies. And, and there's more beyond who we've listed here. Those are the top performing four. But you've got other players who are starting to pick up. Nishan Palmer's got three assists this season. Caleb Hartman got his first WHL goal. You've got a really young roster. In fact, you've got, let me do a quick count here, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, four. You've had 14 players categorized as rookies take the ice in a game so far this season. That's a lot. That's a lot of contributors. When you, when you have the roster turnover that you do and you go in and you have to play 14 rookies in the first 22 games, it's pretty amazing the results that we're seeing so far. But here we go again. Sam Charco. Spencer Micknick. Spencer Micknick has taken some lumps in goal to start this season. But he's getting an opportunity. He's taking advantage of a couple of opportunities and in games that he's gotten. And he's going to learn from those downs. Especially when he's paired up with a guy like Scott Ratzlaff, who comes in, is constantly a star. He's constantly holding the team, keeping team the team in games by giving up just one goal here, two goals there. So really excited about the future. And I hope you are too. 
So with that said, I'd like to encourage you to, uh, to share some of your thoughts. I've got the, the question that I'd like to put out for the next episode. I'm going to share some of the responses next episode, as well as fans at the stadium. I've, I've started asking the question a little bit. But what I, don't, I want to know, which rookie or new player this year are you most excited to watch develop and grow? Some of these players will get to watch for multiple years here. I remember getting to watch Nolan Vulcan, Donovan Niles, Scott Enzer, Matt Barzell. I went back a decade because that's about how long I've been with the Seattle Thunderbirds organization. I'm going on nine years now. But I, I remember getting to watch some of these players grow and develop. It's only been two years, but I think about getting to watch Nico Majadovic. I think about getting to watch Lucas Siona, getting to watch Jared Davidson. There, there are a lot of exciting players that have developed over the years, over the last 10 years with this organization. And I know many of you have fond memories of, of rookies that go back much further than I've been alive, than I've been around Seattle Thunderbirds hockey. So, I want to know from you, which rookie or new player are you most excited to watch develop, watch grow, who's got you excited to start the season? A reminder, you can text in 253-656-6618. You can also call the show too. Or you can just drop a, drop a review, share your answer in the review, Apple Podcasts. But yeah, excited to hear from you, the fans on who you're excited about. All right, time to transition here. Let's get into the game recaps from the past few weeks here. T-Birds with five games in the past two weeks, recording this on Monday, December 4th. T-Birds will play. If you're listening on Tuesday when the episode drops, they are playing tonight. But we are breaking down the last two weeks, starting two weeks ago, Tuesday, November 21st. T-Birds on the road, taking on the Tri-City Americans. Oh boy, this was a tough one. This is a tough one to start with. Tri-City holds the T-Birds off the score sheet all night long. They get a goal in the first. They get two goals in the second and two in the third and cruise to a 5-0 victory. T-Birds with 19 shots on goal in the first period. And then they get held to just 6 shots on goal in the second, and 9 shots on goal in the third. They're, they shoot. They take more shots in the first period than they do in the second and third combined. Ultimately, Lucas Matecha, 34 saves on 34 shots for, tri, for the Tri-City Americans. And they pick up the win on their home ice against the T-Birds. One interesting stat that stuck out to me with this game. Tri-City went two for four on the power play. Seattle is one of the best teams so far this season on the penalty kill. They've got an 85.9% penalty kill through 22 games this season allowing just 11 power play goals by opponents. That is the fewest by any team in the WHL. They do not give up two power play goals in a game very often this season. Again, 11 goals in 22 games. 
that is a half a goal, half a power play goal per game. So to give up two is a really out of character thing for this team. Tri-City doesn't generate more than double-digit shots in any period in this game. But they win this one pretty easily by a final score of 5 to nothing. So the T-Birds looking to bounce back fairly quickly when the very next night they come back home at the Excesso Showwear Center Wednesday, November 22nd, taking on the Kelowna Rockets the night before Thanksgiving. And this one was a goalie battle all the way through. So no score after the first period. But the T-Birds get on the board first. Eric Allery scores his eighth goal of the season. Just about five minutes into the second period. And then it would remain scoreless. T-Birds with a one-goal lead all the way through this game until the very end. Simon Loveson gets on the board with just over a minute and a half left on the empty net goal. T-Birds go on to win. They shut out the Kelowna Rockets 2-0 one night after getting shut out themselves. Scott Ratzlaff, 19 saves on 19 shots. Jari Kikkanen, 35 saves on 36 shots. We've now seen Jari play twice at the Accessor Show Center this season, and the, the guy has has stepped up big each time for Kelowna. Not enough, though, in this one. T-Birds win 2-0. Again, they give up two goals on four power play opportunities for Tri-City the night before. Wednesday, November 22nd, hold Kelowna 0-5 on the power play. They kill off all five man advantages for the Rockets. This was an exciting, exciting game all the way through. My... I would say my heart was in my throat the entire game, but that was something else in my throat, and it was a real struggle, lots of tea, trying to get through that game coming off a cold. But 2 nothing win for the T-Birds. I had a chance to catch up with T-Birds' game-winning goal scorer in this one, Eric Allery, after the game. Take a listen. All right, T-Bird's big uh, 2 nothing win tonight over the Kelowna Rockets at home. I'm here with Eric Allery postgame. Eric picks up the, the first uh, goal in this game. Eric, uh, what was the mentality coming out after last night? Tough uh, yeah. loss on the road and you coming in tonight. Yeah, played three periods. I know last game uh, against Rice City we had one good period and then uh, we didn't do so good in the last two. So we want to uh, get off to a strong start uh, and just keep it going line after line and then uh, – Keep the momentum going. I think we did a really good job of that today. How big is it after like a night last night to get the first goal in the first period and just set the tone for the game? Yeah, it's big. Uh, obviously, uh, coming from behind is really hard in this league. Uh, you're, uh, you're always in a, in a hard spot when uh, you allow the first goal. And when you score the first goal, you're in the driver's seat. You're ahead, and uh, you're feeling good about yourself. So it, it was big, and uh, it's, it's not like we can't come back, but it's always better playing with the lead. Yeah, and you guys uh, look look really good out there down the stretch defensively too. How big is it to get a, uh, a you know giving up four goals the night before, but then yeah. coming out and getting the shutout, not not yeah. just scoring goals, but keeping the other team off the off the score sheet. Yeah, and no, it was really good. It started with Scott in the the back end, and then it went way out to the four uh, the D men, then the forwards. Uh, 
That was like one of our goals today. Uh, limit their shots on that. Uh, play them five out of five. We had a few kills, but we, we did a good job there after letting uh, two goals in the penalty kill yesterday. So it was a whole team effort. We played really hard, and uh, I'm proud of the boys. You, uh, you talk about team there. Uh, you've, you've gotten off to a great start here this season, um, but also transitioning with a new team. How much, uh, how much confidence have you felt like you've built off of having a team, having a group around you here in your first year in Seattle? Yeah, I know the group has been real good to me. I know I feel uh, real comfortable around here. The guys are awesome with me, and I feel like we're a tight-knit group. Uh, obviously, uh, getting traded a new place, you never know what to expect. And I, I'm real pleased to, to come to Seattle with the team with a, a, a great history and uh, great team chemistry. So uh, kudos to the guys for being uh, uh, good with me. Well, congrats on the goal tonight and uh, another big win. Thank you. So T-Birds bounce back after dropping a game on the road to Tri-City with a 2-0 win versus the Kelowna Rockets. Thanksgiving comes and goes, and then the afternoon Black Friday game versus the Saskatoon Blades. Top team in the Eastern Conference comes down for the only meeting of the season between these two teams. And I was very happy with how the team performed in this one. Saskatoon jumps out to a one-goal lead in the first period. They have some dynamic goal scorers. Brandon Lasowski with his 14th goal of the season, 12 minutes in to the period. And then absolutely nothing. Great performances by both goalies. Not a lot of shots in this game. Just 12 shots between the two teams in the first period. 12 shots between the two in the second period. Seattle just with three shots in the second period. Hard to generate a lot on goal in this game. But then, after scraping and clawing for 45 minutes of game time, Seattle finally finds the breakthrough goal that they needed. Antonio Martirana, with his 10th goal of the season, gets to double digits and ties the game up with 15 minutes to go. It is 1-1. And then the heartbreak sets in. Saskatoon with just over a minute left scores and then Igor Sidorov his 21st goal of the season for Saskatoon gets the empty net with just seven seconds remaining and Saskatoon goes on to win 3-1 in this one. Scott Ratzlaff 19 saves on 21 shots. Evan Gardner for the Saskatoon Blaze, 18 saves on 19 shots. It was a tight defensive performance by both teams. And unfortunately, somebody's got to find the final goal. And it happened to be Saskatoon in this one with just over a minute remaining. So unable to pick up the home win on Black Friday against one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Quick turnaround, though, for the team. They head back out on the road. Three games in the last 10 days in this one. 11 days versus the Kelowna Rockets. They head on the road to take on the Rockets on Saturday, November 25th. And as we've seen multiple times this season, it is the opponent that takes advantage of a couple of early goals 
in this one. Kelowna scores twice in the first five minutes and 25 seconds. Tija Ginla. That kid is, is going to be, he is a great hockey player. He's going to continue to be a great hockey player. He scored twice in the last week versus the T-Birds, the team that drafted him and traded him away in the offseason. Patija Ginla and Max Graham both combined for goals in the first period. However, with one second remaining in the first period, the T-Birds get one back. Simon Loveson scores off the pass from Luca Hoff. So heading to the first intermission, T-Birds down 2-1. In the second, Kelowna would retake their two-goal lead. T-Birds would once again claw back into this one. Sawyer Minio scores four minutes into the third period. But just over a minute later, Kelowna would score again, and that would hold the rest of the way. T-Birds drop this one on the road, 4-2. to two. So after dropping the game on the road at Kelowna, the T-Birds get a week of practice, of focus time, and are able to prepare for the big game of the year, Saturday, December 2nd, coming back home to take on the Kelowna Rockets in the annual Teddy Bear Toss, the Fred Meyer Teddy Bear Toss night. A lot of anticipation. Who is going to get that Teddy Bear Toss goal this year? And more importantly, or not more importantly, but equally as important, after splitting the first two games of the series, would the T-Birds be able to at least solidify a season split with Kelowna and potentially go back to Kelowna later this season to get the win, to get the series win, the four-game series win on the season? So Saturday, December 2nd, taking on the Kelowna Rockets. A lot of anticipation. Not sure how that game is going to start or what's going to what's going to take place. A lot of bears waiting to be tossed. And it was Grayson Souchin to get the big goal. Grayson scores 4 minutes 55 seconds into the first period. The bears go flying. We get a nice little delay as we get to clean up hundreds and hundreds of bears off the ice that'll go to kids all around the greater Seattle area. Grayson gets the teddy bear toss goal. A couple of minutes later after the delay ends, though, Tijaginla, there he is again. He scores his 20th goal of the season. We head into the first intermission, tied at one, but another T-Bird would break the tie. Or should I say former T-Bird, Ethan Middlestead with his first goal of the season for the Kelowna Rockets. Another former T-Bird gets on the score sheet. Kelowna up 2-1 now. And boy, this one was tight the rest of the way. T-Birds looking to do something they were unable to do the night before, and that was get the game-tying goal and come from behind against the Rockets the week before. And this time they were able to find it on the power play where it has been a difficult stretch for the T-Birds to start the season. Luka Hoff scores the power play goal with the assist to Antonio Martirana and Jeremy Hansel. And then just three minutes later, Look who it is returning to the score sheet and finding the back of the net. Sam Popovich scores the game winner. The Tabers are able to hang on in the final 10 minutes 
hold the Rockets off the score sheet again. Scott Ratzlaff, 25 saves on 27 shots. I didn't get to mention this from the previous game. Should be mentioned. I mentioned him in the first time, but the 4-2 win for Kelowna the week before. Jari kicking in 43 saves on 45 shots. Memories of Michael Herringer with 60, 60 shots on goal faced in a playoff game during the championship season in 2016-2017. But a lot of impressive goal tending in this matchup so far this season. T-Birds with two wins now on the season versus the Kelowna Rockets. And with the performance, Seattle moves to 11-10-1 on the season with 23 points. They're just they're ninth in the Western Conference, but just five points back of the sixth place team, Tri-City Americans, Kelowna, and Vancouver, both ahead of them by just one point. And they have the games in hand to get up into that top level of the Western Conference. We'll see how the games play out in the weeks and months to come to get to that point. But after the game, the big 3-2 win versus the Kelowna Rockets, I had a chance to talk with the teddy bear goal scorer himself, Grayson Souchen. Take a listen. All right, Tyler back here. T-Bird's big 3-2 win on teddy bear toss night, and I've got the big teddy bear toss goal scorer, Grayson Souchen. Grayson, awesome game tonight. So cool to, to get the big goal. The goal that goes down in history is the, the teddy bear toss goal. But how you feeling? How you, how you feel like the team performed tonight? Uh, really good. You know, we got a young team, so we're trying to put some things together. But uh, I think everyone came together this game, and uh, it was a good win, and it feels good. You got a couple of games here against Kelowna, back to back to back, uh, and and come out on top with with a couple more wins than you have losses. Uh, what's it like playing against the same team that close together in a couple of games, and how you prepare for them? Uh, you know, just watching video. Um, you know, you play them so much in the season, you kind of know. Um, their plays and systems so I think it's just trying to be on top of that and uh, yeah take advantage of it so you've got now a new kind of a newer role on this team you go from a great rookie season last year into one of the more veteran players on a younger newer team how do you feel like you've transitioned into into last year's champ from last year's championship season into a new year yeah I I think it's been pretty good Um, I'm still learning too this is this is a new role for me so um trying to take things from uh obviously our still older guys but uh just trying to help the younger guys as well i got a chance to talk to a couple of players this week and in preparation for the big game tonight and sounds like there was a there's been a little bit of talk a little bit of competition who's gonna get that big goal on teddy bear toss night and get to get to celebrate how how cool was it for you to to get to experience that tonight it's super exciting especially in a in a barn like this yeah so there you have it T-Birds finished the the two-week period going two and three. Again, currently ninth in the Western Conference standings, but lots of opportunities to continue to climb those ranks. We won't really start doing standings watch again until we get further into the season. But good to know where the where the team stands. And again, lots of opportunities coming up here. Seven games remaining between now and and the holiday break, the unofficial halfway point of the season. Let's talk about what's coming up for the T-Birds here because you're not going to want to miss some of these big games. Tonight, if you're listening, and it is Tuesday, December 5th, 
T-Birds play tonight, taking on the Victoria Royals, another two for Tuesday. It's the kickoff of the Les Schwab Toy Drive, an awesome partnership that we get to do every year with Les Schwab and collecting toys for kids all over the greater Seattle area. If it is past Tuesday, December 5th, and you're currently listening to this, don't worry. Again, two more home games in the remaining holiday break stretch and a couple of big division road games. T-Bird's taking on, they are in Portland on December 9th and in Everett on December 16th. But let's talk about what's coming up here future home game-wise. Friday, December 8th, this Friday, T-Bird's taking on the Tri-City Americans looking to pick up a win against one of the tough division opponents. It's the continuation of our Les Schwab toy drive. It is also Les Schwab support a sport night. Again, awesome partnership with our friends at Les Schwab. It's also our annual Fred Meyer ham shoot, which is always an exciting treat every single year. That means that all ladies 18 years of age and older, you get to come on out, shoot a puck, score a goal, win a ham. It's just that simple. It's not that simple, but it's, you do those three things and you've uh, you'd taken home a gift card. Good for a ham at Fred Meyer. So that'll be exciting. And then T-Bird's closing out the first half, the unofficial first half of the regular season, Friday, December 15th, taking on the Vancouver Giants. Again, home at the Accesso Showware Center. It's also our fine because it's our final game before the Christmas break. We get to have a little bit of fun. It is ugly sweater night. So if you're coming out for the December 15th game, make sure to stock up on your ugly sweater. No, that doesn't mean you can wear a Portland Winterhawks jersey. Boom. <laughs> it's also Dave and Buster's hub night. If you want to get a group together, come in your ugly sweaters, get a group together, get a great ticket deal again tickets online at seattlethunderbirds.com so many great things coming up here you're not going to want to miss these games once we close out 2023 so many big games down the stretch a lot of games versus portland a lot of games versus everett it's going to be an exciting final couple of months of the regular season so again tickets seattlethunderbirds.com we'll see you out here hopefully tonight you're coming out for two for tuesday if you're listening on tuesday december 5th Otherwise, we'll see you this Friday, December 8th, and then Friday, December 15th. All right. Time to get to our mailbag. As always, you can text the show at 253-656-6618. Want to read some of our text and messages we've gotten the last couple of weeks here. The last show that we did, we got to share, why are you thankful for Thunderbirds Hockey? Got a text in just as we were releasing that show. But this one says, hey, Tyler, this is why I'm thankful for being a T-Birds fan, not just the boys on the team or the amazing games, but it's the community and connection with everyone from those that work at Showware to keep us safe and comfy to other hockey fans in the stands. And I'm able to have great convos with every game with completely different t- people. The T-Birds bring people together, and I'm glad to be in this community of hockey fans where most sports are not as accepting for new fans. Totally agree. I remember when I first started out at T-Birds Hockey, I loved how welcoming everyone was. Um, had some people who booed me the first season, but understandable. I'm not Randy Cote, and I think people knew that. So 
Shout out to the goat, Randy Cote. Um, but totally agree. Ha- heard this so much in last week's episode. If you hadn't, if you haven't had a chance to listen, make sure to go back and check that out. Lots of people sharing why they are thankful for Thunderbird Talkie, but the community was such a big part of that. So awesome to see. Thank you again so much for sharing, for texting in. Another text here at 253-656-6618. Hey, Tyler, Blaine here. Would love to have Luca or Antonio on the show. Check, 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 check. You'll get to hear Luca on the next episode. Um, Again, make sure to follow along and subscribe to the show. Turn alerts so that you get those notifications when the new episode drops. We'll have Luca on next episode. But it uh, would be great to have them as they are on fire this season. Absolutely agree. Luca and Antonio, big part of that T-Birds win on Teddy Bear Toss Night. Great episode four. Thank you for this huge shout out. Hope you have a safe, happy holiday. The T-Birds got to keep it going. We can do this. Let's go birds. Let's fly. Kick some rocket buck. Yes. Thank you, Blaine. Appreciate it. Let's fly. And last one here, last text coming in. Travis, heck of a game tonight. I don't know who Travis is. If if you texted in thinking my name was Travis, or I'm hoping this guy's name is Travis, as in Travis, heck of a game tonight. Anyways, my name's Tyler. You can call me Travis if you want. I'm fine with that. Uh, you got to get the sound clip from Ghostbusters 2 ready for the double power plays. Two in the box, ready to go. We'd be fast and they'd be slow. I like that. All right. I'm going to look into that. Uh, speaking of which, I've had a great, uh, great addition upstairs. Uh, lots of fun new music going on and excited to share more about it in the future. But we got a really cool group upstairs this year putting on an awesome show and things just keep big and better. So, but yeah, man, that, that Teddy Bertos, that 3-2 win was electric against Kelowna. A heck of a game indeed. So again, that was our mailbag. You can text the show 253-656-6618 or give me a call. Leave me a voicemail. You get to hear my, uh, hey, thanks for calling the Let's Fly Seattle Thunderbirds podcast voicemail message. And then you get to leave me a voicemail and we'll put you on the show. Uh, if you're going to one of the uh, visiting or if you're on the road with the T-Birds coming up here, call me after a game. Tell me what you saw from the stands. Always love to hear it. Love to share the fans' perspective. That'll just about do it here for another episode of Let's Fly. Want to close things out with a final note. Want to spend a special congratulations shout out to T-Birds captain, Jordan Gustafson this last week signed an NHL entry-level contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Congratulations to Captain Jordan. Third round, a third-round pick by Vegas in the 2022 draft. Absolutely well-deserved. So cool to see him getting back on the ice this season, contributing to the team, leading the team, and living the dream right now, signing an NHL contract. Congratulations, Jordan. So excited to continue to watch you this season and and get to watch you and follow your career in at the next level. So, well, again, thank you so much to everyone for listening, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or, or wherever you get your podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, we hope to start releasing video content. I want to get these videos out in interview format. So make sure you follow the T-Birds on social media and, and on their YouTube channel at Seattle T-Birds. Um, it's, it's, 
going to be a exciting season. Lots more content coming your way. Again, reminder, text the show 253-656-6618. Next episode, we got an interview coming up with Luca Hoff. We got to sit down with him, talk about growing up in Germany, playing hockey and making the transition here. So that'll be an exciting interview you won't want to miss. But that'll do it for us and for me. Again, my name is Tyler. Thank you for listening to Let's Fly a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. We'll see you back at the show real soon. For now, keep flying, T-Birds fans. <laughs>